It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We've got a good show for you today. Bev is going to sing... No, she's not. ...a punk rock version of Jolene. Ready? Go, Bev! All right, good job, Bev. You did great. Thank you. Uh, this is Ears Up Podcast, and we have a, we, like I said, we have a cool show for you. Bev is actually going to talk about Ubert uh, Iwerks. Ub. Yeah, but I think it's Ub is short for Ubert. Maybe. I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Ub Iwerks. <laughs> His middle name is like Ert or something. Ub. Ub Ert. His parents did not like him. R T. It's Do you have his dad's name? I bet it's like Bill or Fred or something. His dad's name is Ert, E-E-R-T. Oven, I Oven? U-B-B-E-N. U-B-B-E-N. What? Where are they from? Palmdale. On the border of Germany and the Netherlands. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. All right. This is the... Okay. I'm done with my presentation. Hey, all right, fact of the show. <laughs> it's pronounced UB. Okay, UB iWorks. So she's going to talk about UB iWorks, uh, and then we're going to uh, hear from Taryn about a window, a Main Street window re- review. We're also going to talk a little bit about our trip. We were supposed to talk about that in the last show, but I forgot. I didn't read my notes properly, and uh, it's all my fault. But first, find us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that kind of stuff. You already know because, you know, you're listening to us. Uh, find us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're also on, what are we on? Pin- Pinterest. 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 Let me put that in my notes so I don't forget anymore. If you have feedback on the show, Taryn is very receptive to feedback. <laughs> um, too soon. Too soon. Yeah, too listen soon. to our last show and uh, Taryn, Taryn went off. No. Uh, Taryn at earsup-podcast.com. Any compliments or whatever you want to send. Uh, if you uh, have any Golden Girls merchandise for sale. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it goes to Terrence at EarsUpHypenPodcast.com. You can say hi, hi to Bev. And anything else comes to me, Jason, at EarsUpHypenPodcast.com. We also have a, a, a blog on our website, which is EarsUpHypenPodcast.com, that we attend to from time to time. We have our Disney Animated Classics review. Terrence did Bambi. Who's next, and what is the next movie? I was going to ask that same question. Let's find out. Uh, What's the next movie? Here, hold on. Give me... Uh, Literally just ask that. Yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk, 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 talk. I have that. You go. I oh, saw a God. shirt that I was going to buy for you, Terrence, but it was a women's shirt, and I didn't think that that would work out so well, but it said, in a world of Kardashians, stay golden. Yes, I saw that shirt. I saw another one that has the picture of all the golden girls in like a diamond, and it looks like the Queen album from uh, I saw that Rhapsody. too. It just says Queens underneath. <laughs> oh, like, wow. Yes, yes. Why are you buying these shirts? Because I'm broke. And then also oh. there's... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, if you, if, and what I really want is the, uh, they have a Lego set. Tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> I'll tell you what I want, oh, what I really, really want. Oh, this oh, is a Lego, I want a Lego. Sorry. <laughs> it's a Lego, it's a Lego set of the Golden Gold, uh, Golden Girl's house. So it has, oh, I've seen it. It's kitchen, like $200 Lanai, or something crazy. That. Yeah, I know. I still want it. I yeah. still want that, so. And the next movie is, uh, Saludos Amigos. God, can we find that, I wonder? I don't, Who I, wants to try to find that? Wait until if we wait until September, no. it's going to be on Netflix. Wait, was that? Hold on. Nerp, nerp, was nerp, that nerp, one nerp. that was released in theaters? We're only doing those. Yes, it is. It's a oh, theatrical right. release. But um, what is, is it the one with the? 
it's Donald, it's Donald Duck and with the, 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 the hats. Yes. Yeah. But it's going to... They, they have it in the... Um, <laughs> where the, the same <laughs> place? Where they're stabbing at each other and talking. They have it yeah. at the... Uh, it's, I feel like your channels are mixed. <laughs> we certainly are no sharing a quarter of a brain. I feel I like you guys know. are doing Mad Libs with each other. <laughs> but it's gonna, and I think September 1, uh, Netflix starts um, streaming all the Disney movies. I thought that was a hoax. No, it's not no, a hoax. It's not a hoax. <laughs> It's not like the moon landing. It's not a hoax. That's like the third time we said that on the show. I really believe I was in the studio. I'm just saying. Anyway. Dude, no, you don't. No, I don't. Know. Okay, I was going to so, say. Yeah, but Saludos Amigos is the next one. The earth is flat. Let's just be clear on that. It is. All right, let's agree on that. Okay, so who wants to do it? Beverly, all right. Good job, Bev. Thanks for volunteering. Good job, Bev. Thank you. Uh, if you like radio like this, and I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, you can support us via our Amazon link. <laughs> Go to our homepage right now and uh, find the Amazon link on the right-hand side or whatever. Uh, maybe I'm dyslexic. I don't know. And anyway, uh, click on that. Make that your, your Amazon homepage. It really does help us out kind of a lot, actually, <laughs> a, a lot more than I thought it would. And uh, So a lot of you guys are, are doing your shopping, doing your best to uh you know to 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 drive the wheels of the economy forward and we appreciate that via us and uh, you don't of course don't pay any extra we get a little cut from amazon it's really cool uh you can also become a donor either a reoccurring donor or uh, offer us a one-time donation a buck a show i had someone uh throw us 68 bucks the other day because nice. at that point we had 68 shows and he goes a buck a show i'm like wow that's awesome and it's really cool and uh then i was able to actually pay the upkeep on the server <laughs> so <laughs> That's cool. You can also buy Coveyers. Go to getcoveyers.com and learn more about Coveyers. You can support our friends. Go to earsup-podcast.com. In the About Us section, we have a page called Friends of Ears Up, and these are all the people that would be really nice to us. Jeremy and Spectra Radio, our friend Push, our friend Lulu Gumshoe, uh, all that kind of stuff. And they all have wares. So peruse the wares and buy some, buy some stuff, man. Terry, you want to talk about our, our, our uh, trip to Disneyland last week? You scared me, because whenever you say that, I think I'm supposed to have something ready. And I was like, oh, no. Taryn, it's your turn to talk about. <laughs> Here, I have it all written out for yeah. you. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Too soon. It yeah. was a pretty quick trip. It, it was, was a quick trip. We were there for like a day. Maybe yeah, day during and a the half. summer, which we don't do. Which we never do. But I was down there. where We were down there for uh, the Liverpool-Chelsea game at the Rose Bowl, which was really fun How to go the see. Match? The match was kind of... It was okay. It was cool to experience because it's an EPL team, and uh, they'll probably right. never come over here. Right. Non, you know, it was international friendly, so whatever. Right. Uh, and they played a bunch of their subs. Both teams did. Of course, yeah. Liverpool lost, but it was cool. It was it was cool. We were kind of eighteen rows up from center, mm-hmm. right? So we got pretty good seats. Uh, it was cool to go in and like sing and like do the whole nice. you know, sing the thing. Nice. Bought a. Uh, scarf yeah you know you hold yeah. it up and and it was funny because everyone singing the songs suddenly dons an english accent <laughs> <laughs> yo what's up dog i'm about to start singing yeah and, and it's, it's like yeah. you know i don't know it's like, you'll never walk alone it's like wow really guys <laughs> anyway uh so it was cool it was a great experience um it just you know team lost so whatever well and i don't know the game itself was kind of boring are it's you, soccer. Are you a I mean, soccer fan? Well, no. Oh, well then, okay. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I, but I'm a hockey fan, and I honestly thought it would be pretty similar. No. Well, no, I well, know that no. now. No, they kind of are. I mean, the soccer field is about is the size of a football field, right. right, including the end zones. Hockey is very much smaller, but it's similar strategies. 
Yeah. You're, you're passing the ball and trying to score the thing, right? So it's they're not the same. At it's, all. Not, it's not the same. It's I the, find it very similar. But what I what I thought was interesting was seeing it from that angle. Mm-hmm. The field looks much smaller, right, Than right. it does. And the, uh, but on TV, you have that right that the proper angle. Yes, and right, so you're yeah. like, why did he? How did he not see the guy? How can he not pass? He was totally right. open. But right. sitting there, I'm like, I don't know how they can pass. Right. It was much more. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, um, delicate or intricate okay. of a game is very. It was. It was totally mind blowing. Okay. Literally blew my mind. I had to go pick it up. It was like three <laughs> rows back. Anyway, so then we went to uh, Disneyland. We got to ride the new Soren over mm-hmm. the world. Oh, nice! It was awesome. It was so cool. It was cool. I have to say, and I was thinking about you the whole time, Terrence, because okay. I know that you hate that ride like with a passion. Yes, but. I honestly think that you're going to like this one. That was the first thing I said when I got off the ride. I, I, I looked at Jason. I was like, I think Terrence is actually going to like this. So I watched a uh, POV video of you it on YouTube. You ruined it. You're big on those. I am. You love oh, those. Oh, I am. And, um, you have to do something at work. <laughs> That's true. That is actually true. <laughs> yeah. Life of a manager. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be amazing. I uh, Just watching it like that without actually being there, I was really getting drawn into it. So, yeah. It was cool. So, here, I have a couple gripes, of course, because it, be, it wouldn't be me without <laughs> right. it. Um, some of the CGI was kind of weird. Like, you can tell the Taj Mahal wasn't real. Okay. okay. Right? And then, uh, like, the polar bears in the thing as the ice flow. I don't know. It's okay. like, okay, this is a little cheesy. Right. Uh, it's fine. But also, the, uh, we were off off center, so if you okay. if you see it, try to go center because if you sit off center, a lot of the tall things um, like the Eiffel Tower, right, was, were just wonked out. It looked like a forty five <laughs> degree. It looked like well, a le- the, the capital letter C. Yeah. Right. It was like so out of uh, form. It was wonked out, and I was like, this is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I understand you. You mean you know? I mean, you you have uh, uh, limitations right. to what you can do. But if it's not going to look good, then don't do it. It's a super concave screen. Though. Yeah, but I don't so, yeah. remember any of these on on the last one. Well, so they, I, I don't I, think they did anything that was like straight, right? Right, and no, high. You're right, right. It was like trees, and but it was all. But they're low. all small. Yeah, trees. but they were yeah, all low. Like they're they're I think they seconds, did it on so, yeah. purpose. So they had the Eiffel Tower, and then they had um, I forget. There was something else that was really tall. The, the national monument, like in the southwest, right. like a lot of the. Um, the big tall like pillars of rock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were just bent out of shape. Yeah. And I was like, this is it's weird. Yeah. Kind of takes you out of it. But it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. Fast, okay. fast pass it. Don't wait in the line. No, it, no, it's no. Really no I never would. Yeah. Um, and then uh, based on a couple shows ago, we were talking about the Tower of Terror and, and the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy replacing Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Right? All that kind of nonsense. <laughs> right. So I decided to, we took a walk past the ride <clears throat> to just to check on the ride times, on the wait times. Right. Because in my opinion... And granted, I don't get paid nearly as much as Imagineer uh, or have a job. But uh, <clears throat> if you're going to overview a ride, if you're going to lay over a ride, mm-hmm. you, 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 I would think it would be a ride that has subpar attendance. Yes. Tower of Terror is 55 minutes on a Thursday. It's been, yeah, it's been shooting up to 75 to 85 But do you think that that's well. people trying to get on it be- no. before they change it? I don't. Because well, I've I, been I there a couple say... times in the wet, the wait. Wait's been like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, but it, w- it was like in the winter, right? Mm. I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. I think it's a popular ride anyway, uh, but I think that people are like, man, I'm not going to be back here for another year. I'm going to go on it, it one last and time. Be gone. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know if it's going to be terrible. I don't the think only, it'll be a terrible okay. ride, but I think it's a terrible yeah. idea. I think it's a terrible back. idea, yeah. but I don't think it'll be a terrible ride. And it's going to be the same ride. It'll be the same. I just. That's such a good cue, and it's such a good ride as it is. It didn't need to be changed. So I think changing it's just going to make my husband hate Disneyland more. (laughs) Uh, Is that possible? Meh. 
All right. Question. We'll find out in about uh, two years or whatever. I don't know. Uh, so that's what's going on in DCA. The the other exciting thing that happens in DCA is, uh, and I've talked about it before, they have the, the multiple flavored popcorns mm-hmm. at the Cozy Cone. You can get them all at the same time now. Finally, there's like six flavors, right. and you can get them all at the same time. So they finally listened to me. Thank you, Disney gods, for listening to the show. No, um, they're just like, uh, they have the flavorings. And then right. they, they scoop your popcorn in a little thing, sprinkle some flavorings, and shake it and go, here's your sriracha flavor or bacon or whatever it was. What do you mean you can get them all at the same time now? You can, so they just make the popcorn and they right. have the flavoring. Because well, b- before oh, it was, okay, it was everything saying. was pre-mixed or right, whatever it was. Right, right, and they right. go, so you can only get dill pickle this week. And then next week is the exotic butter flavor. But now they have the flavorings. <clears throat> they have the, okay, that makes they sense. Like buffalo wings, oh, sriracha. And the dill that we got was terrible. Really? It didn't taste the same. Like, they put so much flavor on it that it just tasted like dill salt. All the flavors? That doesn't sound bad to me, actually. Dalt. Yeah, it sounds kind of good. No, it was not good. It was, I, like I think your taste buds were off when you were there, because you also didn't like Trader Sam's. It was straight up rum. You're acting like that's a bad thing. <laughs> I like rum. Says the girl who drinks scotch now. Other right, exactly. flavors. Right. Exactly. Well, I'm just oh, saying, no, when I order it wasn't a, scotch, it was rum. When I yeah, order exactly. a mixed drink, I'd like to taste something that it's mixed with. If I wanted just rum, it I'd go... It was mixed with ice. For what I bought <laughs> that drink for, the dark I could have bought a with bottle of rum. rum. Exactly. That's true. Uh, anyway, we, we walked by the new Luigi's Nightmare ride. Have you been on that ride yet? We, no. So no. we thought about going on, but we're like, oh, we'll come back. And then we just never did because we hung out at Trader Sam's, oddly enough. Okay. Literally nobody on that ride, we watched for 30 seconds, was smiling. Nobody was smiling. No. Man, so I'm... Has I'm, anybody else... Has you guys ridden the ride? You've ridden the ride? What do you think about it? Okay, what do you think about on? it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I went on it and we walked right on it and so we figured we'd do it. But I thought it was okay. I mean, I don't really need to do it again anytime soon. But, like, I enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting because... I observe the same thing as you. Like, no one's smiling. No one looks happy. It's almost more fun to watch people because I had fun. Like, my sister and I were on it. We're like, woo! We're sliding around. (laughs) And everyone else is looking at you guys like, who are these people? Like, where you're kind of like sliding around. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. And because it is more interesting to watch because you can see the choreography happening. Yeah. But when you're on it, you're just like, something's happening. I'm turning. (laughs) It doesn't make a whole whole lot of sense why you're doing it. I mean, it was fine. Like, I wanted to do it and we did it. So, So don't need to do it again anytime soon. Better as a show. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, I think that was it. I think that was it. One thing that I did observe, though, we don't go during the summer because it's terrible and it's hot and all that. Uh It was really, really hot. But I don't think it was overly crowded. I didn't get that sense. Like the rides weren't like they weren't crazy long. Like I thought it was going to be. It was like twenty five, thirty minutes for the major rides. I I thought it was actually pretty all right. I was Mm -hmm. surprised. Yeah, I agree. The thing I did find odd, though, is they canceled the fireworks for that night. Mm, that's right. But they still closed down Fantasyland for 45 minutes. Huh. Yeah, they told us, like... It was really weird. They were like, we can't yeah. go through. And like, well, sorry, guys. The moose says we're closed. No. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we couldn't get through. And we, then there was a line queuing up to get back into Fantasyland, which I'm Ugh. assuming was all going to Peter Pan. Right. right. Um, it was strange. We were on the teacups, which, whatever. Um, and then the uh, the projection started on Small World, and the music played. And then that was it. And then, like, the spotlights on the castle kind of were just there. You know how they, they stick right. afterwards, right? right. Uh, and it was just, I thought the whole thing was strange. Mm. 
Uh, and I'm assuming it's because they hired all these people, and right. then maybe they canceled them last minute, so they just did everything that they were supposed to do anyway. Because if you have a well-oiled machine to like throw the schedule yes. out of whack, right, right. that might screw things up even more. Although right. I can't understand how it wouldn't. Uh, anyway, I thought it was weird. It kind right. of was like, well, now here's a whole segment, literally, of the park that's closed down closed again, for no reason. Yeah. and now we can't get through, so you can't get around uh, Big Thunder Ranch to go. We were going to go to Haunted Mansion, right? So we had to go all the way around, around all the way around the Matterhorn, and then, and then there was um, the parade or something like that. So oh. it was a giant crowd, and it was just it took us 15 minutes to get around, but. For no reason. Yeah. It was, just, it was just, I don't know. Strange. Uncomfortable. Taryn, feedback. Do it. Okay, yes. Okay. Um, all right. Dear Taryn. No, it's not. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dear idiot. I'll just say it's not as dramatic this time. Um, the first one's from Courtney. Courtney. Uh, Courtney. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say that I love your show. You guys are so entertaining and definitely help scratch that Disney itch. I loved listening to your... Uh, music of Disneyland. I'm scratching. Your Disney itch? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I loved listening to your music of Disneyland. Talk about a throwback. And couldn't help uh, but to shout out my guesses pretty loudly at work while listening. <laughs> I would love it if you like, guys did another uh, Courtney, one. there's a patient on the table. Could you please not <laughs> scream Matterhorn in her, in her cavity? Thank you. Because she's cut open, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I would love it if you guys did another one. The music Disney plays is uh, one of my favorite things about the park because it does it does play such a big part of that Disney magic that a lot of people do not notice. Uh, thank you for all you do and keep up the awesome work. I like how she didn't conjugate that. It was do not. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, next I one. pick out weird stuff. I don't you know. Do. Sometimes it reminds me of Henry Standing Bear from Longmire, where he just doesn't conjugate anything. Oh yeah, I do I not. Love the way he I talks. do not think so. Anyway, I love the way he talks. Sorry. Um, next one is from Brian. Hello, Brian. I don't have anything funny to say about your name yet. Hey guys, uh, I love the show. Even if I get behind in the archi- archive sometimes, yes. it always makes me want to go to Disneyland. I love Disneyland, but I had a genius. <laughs> Do you like Disneyland? I love Disneyland. Anyway, one day. I love Disneyland, but I had a... Are you sure you didn't write this? No, I think it's the way I read them. Sometimes I like to mess with like the punctuation, because I think it's funnier. Um, anyway. What are you, Christopher Walken? Uh, I love Disneyland. I want to be in... That's more what you're shouting. Go ahead, please. God, Taryn. Jeez. I love Disneyland, but I had a genius idea the other day on how to make it even better. Blow it up. <laughs> Start all okay. over. Okay. Yeah, call it the moon. Uh, it occurred to me. Yeah, clear. I lost it. It occurred. It occurred to me while I was listening to your discussion of the new Luigi ride a few yes. months ago. Yes. Autopia. Everybody hates Autopia. It stinks, and the line stinks. It yeah. takes up a huge amount of real estate in Tomorrowland. The only reason to have it is that little kids like to pretend to drive. I emphasize pretend. <laughs> that center rail that keeps the car from veering more than an inch off center is obvious is obvious even to small children, and it creates that constant banging inside of the car that makes the ride even more obnoxious. So what? So what to do? Where does Autopia belong in 2016? Disneyland? Not in Disneyland at all. But in DCA, there's a Cars Land right there. <laughs> cars, be- this is like a Brian's things. 
Um, <laughs> Brian stinks. Uh, cars, cars belong in Cars Land. You can still call Autopia the same thing. I would for historical purposes. They wouldn't have to theme <laughs> historical <laughs> purposes. They wouldn't have to theme the cars like in Cars, but they could. As part of the movie, I would reimagine the vehicles and how the ride is laid out. Make oh. no listen. This he gets it gets good. Make the vehicles electric in more twenty first century. Tesla has a boatload of money. Approach them for a sponsorship. And possibly even get them to make the vehicles. Instead of the center rail, use the sensor in front of the vehicle underneath and paint a couple lines a couple feet apart. Yeah, because technology in Disneyland is <laughs> world-renowned for working all the time. Right. It would be a virtual center rail where the car could actually veer left and right a couple feet until the center detects evil. <laughs> a couple feet. Anyway, he goes on. Collision detection would be super until easy. Until people in the submarine ride are looking at you. Exactly. <laughs> No, this is in DCA. It's DCA now. <laughs> uh, collision detection would be super easy in, in this environment and would overcome the bumper cars aspect of the Kernautopia. Uh, is, he, this Brian, is this Brian Shaw? <laughs> it totally might be. <laughs> I don't know if it is. It just said Brian. Um, anyway, he, it sounds he, like Brian Shaw. It does sound like Brian Shaw. It does Char. sound a little bit Over-engineered. Like <laughs> yes. Um, anyways, he goes on and he says, or just replace Bugs Land with this. Uh, the gaping hole in Tomorrowland can be filled with something else. Of course, Tomorrowland as a whole, except for Hyperspace Mountain, needs to be closed for two to three years, completely gutted and reimagined. Thanks for all the awesome entertainment, and I'll see you in the parks, Brian. I thought it was kind of a creative idea. So yeah, here's sure. the thing. There's some loopholes. I enjoy the center rail. Simply because I don't steer when I drive the Autopia car. You just just there. Are, you, are you that person? I am that oh, person. Geez. Oh, God. No, I've only ridden Autopia twice in my life. Really? Yes. Wow. Thank God. Um, And I was so irritated halfway through the first time that I just stopped driving. I, I, think, I, like, I think I was, forget this place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Forget this ride. I quit. She done. She done. Terrible. Just get up and walk off. You don't have a Terrence Thinks, do you? No. Oh. Sorry. That's too bad. I wish you did. Sorry. We just had Brian's thanks. Yeah, that was Brian's thanks. <laughs> Brian. Uh, the next one is we have more feedback. Though. Oh, the next okay. one is we have more feedback. Okay, go ahead. The next one's from Wesley. Wesley, it's my cat. <laughs> I don't think it's from our cat, though. Is he a big man? Is he a nice guy? He's not. Is he, he a good boy? That's <laughs> how <laughs> so I talk to my cat. Wesley, it's a nice guy. Yeah, you're a good boy. He and he goes, meow. I've heard it. Go ahead, Tarantino. Okay. Stop. Ears up, team. Great show this week. Longest Re- feedback ever. Really enjoyed the armchair imagineering, especially the great moments with Mr. Lincoln concept. <laughs> yes. I will clap for myself. I don't care. That's good. It was fantastic. I've spent a lot of time thinking about. Wait, tom- hold on. Okay. <laughs> it was the uh, it was the Abraham Lincoln vampire, vampire hunter. Oh, no, you tell me you wouldn't go see that. I wouldn't go see that. You're kidding. The me. movie was if it's I could, not if, a movie. I also, if I it ran is a at, movie. It's no. Abraham what, Lincoln Vampire what Hunter. I'm talking about the, the right. Re-imagine- You've seen it, Taylor. Yeah. The reimagining yeah. is wouldn't be a movie. It'd be like uh, it's uh, tough to be a bug. You'd be part of the the whole thing. It'd be amazing. What do you amazing. get? Amazing. Uh, part amazing. of the whole thing. Turn back his time. microphone off. Oh, no. Turn the beat around. Okay. I was turning the beat around. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's. He likes the great moments with Minster Lincoln concept. I spent a lot of time thinking about Tomorrowland specifically. Uh, you might be interested in checking out my site, SaveTomorrowland.com. Oh. Thanks again for the great show. Always looking forward to your podcast, Best Wesley. So I actually did look at the website, right. and it's uh, essentially a really in-depth look into Tomorrowland and uh, with some theories and solutions to some of the issues that it has now. 
um, and how it, it essentially isn't really a land that is uh, the land of tomorrow anymore. No, but it's not. the land of yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's a whole entire website dedicated to this and lots of theories and i don't know it's kind of neat it's laid out like a like an insane person um <laughs> oh, it, there's nice. like an intro and then it's like there's the issues and everything's bullet pointed i didn't mean that in a bad way i just meant like if you're if he you're gonna very thorough organized very type thorough. a person yes. totally yes that's what i meant insane person lack of shade yes totally agree lack of meaningful water features yes <laughs> show buildings in plain sight that yes is a great point that's a really good point. Access from the hub past Matterhorn is underutilized. It's great. I agree. The problem, were you going to say this? The problem is that, you know, the people who go to the parks or take their kids to the parks now want that sense of nostalgia when they hit the parks in I the agree. 60s, 70s, and 80s, exactly. or 90s now. Exactly. So you can't really change it. I mean, some of these concepts are cool, but you, you, there's no way you could, there's no way, literally no way you could do this because people, there would be such an upcry. Uh, you would have out, to make another uproar. land and uproar. And Call it future land or some crap. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, it's a pretty cool website. You should check it out. Uh, SaveTomorrowLand.com. Wow. This is insane. I'm going to move on to the next one. Do it, please. Uh, the next one is from Angela. Angela. Hi, guys. I just discovered your show a few weeks ago, and I can't go a day without listening. I used to be an annual pass holder with my mom. We scored uh, the... We scored the SoCal passport when it was still available, but after they discontinued it, my mo- and my mother's moved out of state, we canceled them, and a little pe- and little pieces of us died. Aww. Aww. Uh, thank goodness for your show; it fills the void that uh, my lack of visits to the park has created. The first show I heard was the Twenty Three Things in Disney you may have missed. Being a self-appointed Disney fanatic, a lot of the facts I already knew, oh. but you- <laughs> but you guys did teach me a lot, which is a rare occurrence. Uh, thanks for the great show, and and keep making great podcasts. Listen, Listening to Disney rides that never were right now, my mother, a craft brew lover, loves your talks with Mouse Brew. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe soon uh, maybe soon we should have an episode about sta- the stables of Disneyland. Lots of people don't, don't think about the horses that pulled the trolleys and also the former occupants of the Frontierland, of Frontierland before Star Wars took residence. That's one aspect of the park that I don't know much about. Love you guys. Or, no, she says, love your show, guys. <laughs> you you, you could have just wrote, she, she wrote, love you guys, and then crossed through. <laughs> yeah. I just love the show. Yeah, love you guys, like, grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where's my $5 check? <laughs> that was all. Uh, and that's it for feedback. This, all right. This good, good job, mostly, Taryn. You did great. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, all right, babe. <clears throat> all right. You, Hubert, he yeah. works. No. No. No, no. no. Who is, who is Ubert? No, I guess it is Ubert, isn't it? Is it really? I have no idea. It's, It'll be Ubert. It's Ub. Yeah. E E R T. I works. Ubert. That's terrible. I'm sorry, Ub. Uh, <laughs> uh, pronounced Ub. I works. So the first time I ever heard about Ub. I works <laughs> was from watching an episode of Drunk History. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, it's a great show. But uh, I actually found his story so interesting that I wanted to know more about him, and uh. I don't know if I haven't done a lot of research, but I don't get the impression that drunk history is the best place to get your facts. <laughs> Probably better, not. Better than Wikipedia, <laughs> yeah. but go on. It's like, going to, it's like going to BuzzFeed and getting your... <laughs> it might yeah. be the same. They might just memorize Wikipedia and then <laughs> get trashed and tell the story. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Ub was born on... Um, I had to count because I didn't know what three was. 
March 24th, two, not 2001, 1901. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is 15 years old, <laughs> but already an amazing yeah. asset to the Disney company. Uh, Kansas left, City, left Missouri. <clears throat> so I had a hard time finding out things about his childhood because he didn't talk about it. Uh, turns out um, his father, whose name, <laughs> this is fun, his name, whose name is Ert Eubin Iwerks, which is basically Ub's name backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So Ub? Ub, yeah. Ert Iwerks. Okay. His father is Ert Ubben, U-B-B-E-N, Iwerks. What's your, what's your middle name, Jason? Nicholas. Okay. It would be like Nicholas. Jason Nicholas naming his kid Nicholas Jason. I might do that. <laughs> I won't do that. <laughs> I won't do that. No. All right. Okay, so his father was from a place right on the border of Germany and the Netherlands, which maybe makes up for, explains that name situation, <clears throat> and uh, was married to a woman named Deborah Pierce. Uh, after he immigrated... Boring name. <laughs> we should, uh, should iWorksify her name. <laughs> Let's not. Um, in 1880, right. he immigrated to Iowa. Unfortunately, he was a bit of a philanderer. What does that mean? Uh, well, like philanthropist, like he was handing out money and. No, no. that's not what that means. Sure. He soon abandoned her. Oh, <laughs> for oh. someone with more and, vowels in her name. And when Laura <laughs> Wagner, less vowel, more consonants in her name. Who had Laura Wagner? I'm, I'm sorry. What? He. <laughs> He married Laura Wagner, who had Ub, on okay. the 24th, 1901. Okay. At the time, she was 26. He was 57. That a boy. Wow. That a boy. Um, in 1914, history repeated itself, and uh, Ub's father... <laughs> and he, Ub was born again. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was I thought he was born in 2001, yes. But his father... <laughs> if Guys. I could turn that down... <laughs> Guys, this is the serious part of the thing. No way. <laughs> uh, his father, his father left his his wife and Ub. So, um, at this point, it, the responsibility of being the man of the house sort of fell on Ub, and he uh, had to drop out of school and get a job to support his family. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. just his mom because he's an only child. Um, after trying a few things like working on a farm and other jobs that required manual labor. Uh, he took his job search in a different direction and eventually ended up at the Pressman Rubin Art Studio in Kansas City. This is where he met Walt Disney in 1919. <laughs> After an unsuccessful attempt to go into business for themselves in 1920, they found themselves working at the Kansas City Film Ad Company, which, <laughs> which produced uh, animated ad- advertisements for local movies, for local movie theaters, um, so, is she stuck? You want to hit I'm her? I'm not stuck. <laughs> I'm just she thinking of how to say Terrence, get the hammer. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, the thing that worked out really well with Walt Sorry, and us. We'll Ugg's fix this in editing. Oh God, God, stop talking. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Your face. Go ahead. That didn't come close to your face. <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. They You're complimented. I know I'm doing great, but he. Sucks. Go ahead. They complimented each other really well. Ub was a phenomenally, phenomenally flat. (laughs) (laughs) I literally don't know what that sentence could possibly be. Predominantly flat, flat, fat, flat, fat, fatted, fat. (laughs) You know, as 
I wrote this sentence, I thought, this is going to be hard to say. <laughs> Ub was a phenomenally fast and flexible artist. There we go. Walt was a creative visionary and had a talent for salesmanship. Okay. So for everything that I could find on the internets and the documentaries and books, Ub and Walt were essentially BFFs. That's cool. Yeah. I like the idea of, of early Walt having a BFF. It was yeah. just totally his yeah. BFF. Uh, Walt often referred to Ub as the greatest animator in the world. Nice. Oh, that's nice. When- yeah, but at the time, animation was like four <laughs> years old. So, of course he was, right? Sorry. Sorry. Did I just totally Aww. neg him? Yeah. You <laughs> him. You're the greatest animator of our generation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's I just a technology for six months for this segment. So, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to control myself. You're fine. All right. uh, when Thank the you. distributor and and I did I didn't really dive too much into this because most of it's known and a lot of it doesn't have a lot to do with Ub so I didn't want to derail myself too much but yeah. basically when the distributor of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon series basically raided the <laughs> Disney staff in 1927 uh, this at this point every other animator that worked for Walt basically jumped ship and worked for the other company the only person who stayed by him was Ub yeah so they were both out of a job. Out of money. They had to start over from scratch. Um, at Walt's request, Ub began creating new characters. A female cow and a male horse were created at this time, uh, but they were eventually rejected. They would re- later turn up as Clarabelle the Cow and Horace Horsecaller. Yeah. Uh, but this uh, sort of rapid-fire creativity is what led to Mickey Mouse being created. Okay. And a lot of, a lot of uh, from, I read a lot of different things about how Walt came up with Mickey Mouse on a train ride. And some other things. But what, from what I could tell, what actually happened is Ub came up with Mickey Mouse. He drew the first crude sketch, and then Walt took it home, and they gave him some name. I don't Mortimer remember Mortimer Mouse, yes. I think is what it was. And yeah, Julian was. was like, no, it should be Mickey. Right. So yeah. Mickey was created by Ub and Lillian. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Basically, But yeah. just touched up <laughs> by Walt. Yeah. But Walt was like, yeah. let's just dust this off right here, yeah. and then I'll take credit for it. Uh, That's he's a good manager. Right. Right. My team did this. Um, I read from more than one source that I was often referred to as a workhorse. He would sometimes draw over 700 images in one day. Can you imagine wow. that? I can't even I write really, 700 words in a day. I was just going to say, like, typing this out, I was like, <laughs> quit. Well, I have a new project for work Hashtag tomorrow. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> draw 700 things. 700, 700 doodles. Figures. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first... Few Mickey Mouse series, 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 huh? How do you series. pluralize that? <laughs> what? You, the first few series. Yeah. You yeah. don't pluralize that? No, few and then series. It would be yeah, singular. Yeah, just series. Yeah. yeah. I like Siri. We're animated <laughs> in entire... <laughs> pronounced Siri, but go on. Siri, I what's wrong with me? I hope your phones go, yes, how can I help you? <laughs> uh, oh, they were animated entirely by Ub, so that's... Nice. Crazy Planes, Gallopin' Gaucho, and Steamboat Willie, all done entirely by Ub. Nice. Uh, in fact, he was the main animator for every Disney short released from 1928 uh, to 1929. In 1929, Ub and Walt had a little bit of a falling out. Uh-oh. What? It happens. Frenemies? Frenemies. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on Walt's side. <laughs> Team Walt. <laughs> Team Walt. You're a jerk. <laughs> so uh, apparently, Ub's style of animation was very different from Walt's. And if you look at, back at some of uh, some of his original work, you can see that it has this sort of flowing, 
almost circular rhythm, like in the movements, like they kind of just flow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to describe it better than that. Where Walt was uh, much more of a fan uh, to have characters hit their poses and, and strong keyframes where they would hold a position for an extra frame to sort of emphasize a point, which both the flowing and the stop, you know, the stopping technique, they're both very valid techniques, but they're very different. And um, Disney was a little bit of a micromanager, and he's like, well, why don't you change this, and why don't you do that? And um, apparently after however many years, I was not a fan of somebody <laughs> looking over his shoulder being like, why don't you do this, why don't you do that? Right. So there was a little bit of friction. And when he got the offer to leave Disney to open his own studio, he took it. Walt took that very personally. I would, too. I'm sure it didn't help that uh, Walt, that, I'm sorry, that Ub accepted the contract with one of Disney's competitors, Pat Powers. Uh, when Roy Disney, <coughs> excuse me, asked uh, uh, why he was leaving, he said it was because of personal differences with Walt. When he left, it severed their friendship and working partnership. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that's yeah. going to kill a friendship. Yeah. Disney, yeah. Disney was like, bye. <laughs> you done. Bye. <laughs> bye. Uh, the iWorks studio opened in 1930. Despite a contract with MGM to distribute his cartoons uh, and the introduction of a new character named Flip the Frog and later Willy Whopper, the iWorks studio was never a major commercial success. Have you ever heard of either of those? No. no. They Me like either. alliteration, though, for sure. Flip the Frog yeah, and Willy sure. Whopper. Flip the Frog and Willy Whopper. <laughs> Mornings on Hot 101 FM. <laughs> <laughs> certainly failed to rival any of Disney's success. Um, and I found a couple different quote-unquote reasons as to why, or, or speculations as to why it was never a success. One was that Walt, Roy, and Ub needed each other to be successful. Mm-hmm. Or rather, to start a company and be successful. Right. Yeah, valid. When iWorks left Disney, Disney didn't go out of business, but they certainly struggled for a little bit before they got back on their feet. Um, and And... And somebody broke it down, and uh, what, what, the, what they mean by this is that Walt had imagination, Roy had financial knowledge, because Walt sure didn't, right. <laughs> and Ub had talent and drive. And you kind of need all of those aspects to be successful. Totally. Um, another reason, and this is a direct quote from Ub's granddaughter, who wrote the book, uh, The Man, I'm sorry, The Hand Behind the Mouse, which is a great book, and it's a documentary that you can buy on Amazon. Plug. Shameless plug. Go through the ears up. There you Blink. go. There, there you go. go. <laughs> that a girl? All right. Yeah. She's learning. That's good. I learn. <laughs> <laughs> there were no real rules in an Ub Iwerks cartoon. Anything could happen. Things would come alive whenever they felt like it. Also, they were pretty racy. He would always incorporate a more adult-type humor in his cartoons so that they would appeal to the, the adults in the audience as well as the kids. He would sometimes have innuendos mm-hmm. um, as well as... Taryn, <laughs> as well as racial stereotype jokes um, in one cartoon. Sorry. Sorry, Terrence. <laughs> it's in there. It's, it's a quote. I have to say it. It was 1930. I know. I mean, you know, come on. It was prevalent at the time. I mean, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. In one cartoon, St. Peter uh, flips the bird. All of these things are things that would never happen in a Walt Disney cartoon. Right. Um, Which is fun. I'm sorry to cut you, but it's, okay. it, it's funny because what makes Pixar movies so great right now? Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, is there adult? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I meant the racial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <Jeez. laughs> Joke. Turn your own microphone off. <laughs> yeah. I refuse. 
<laughs> um, and some people say that the cartoons just lacked Walt Disney's story sense. Um, I personally, this is this is me speculating. Yeah, think that there that uh, his lack of success might have had something to do with the fact that he was being paid seven thousand dollars per cartoon by his distributor, but the distributor was making around a hundred thousand dollars per cartoon. Wow, jeez, rude. Wow, wow. in in nineteen what thirty. Making a wow. hundred G's. That's like four billion today. That's like, right. It's like a hundred and eighty billion dollars. Yes, that's a lot of money. <laughs> did you just make that up? I did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you could build like fourteen White Houses with that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the reason, um, in nineteen thirty-six, the iWork Studio closed their doors, and uh, in nineteen thirty-seven, uh, produced four Looney Tunes shorts starring Porky Pig and Gabby Goat. He also directed the first two shorts. Um, he then went on to do some work for Screen Gems, uh, where he was the director of several of the Color Rhapsody shorts. Have you ever heard of those? Mm-mm. Me either. No. They're all things we should check out. Or not. These are things that Disney should be re-releasing. Yeah. The, uh, they, they all have been re-released, but these, oh, aren't, great. these aren't Disney. These were with Screen Gems, Columbia Pictures. I don't think Disney owns that. Do they? These are all things Disney should buy and re-release. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there is a light at the end of this tunnel, Taryn. Oh, good. Uh, uh, Ub returned back to work for Disney in 1940. That's good. That means that he and Disney were separated for more than 10 years. Which they were frenemies for 10 years, and then they became friends again? And then they became friends. Oh, good. <laughs> Apparently. That's nice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why are you breaking the studio? Everything's you broken. literally broke the support for Shut the up. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know. Okay. Uh, there have been rumors that their relationship remained icy after. You're very up. comfortable right now. I am. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. There have been rumors that their relationship remained icy after Ub left in 1929. But yeah. I don't think that's true. And because you're just a really nice person, or <laughs> because I want them to be friends and love each other. No, no um, there's from from a lot of places, a lot of different things that I read, including the the hand behind the mouse. Uh, there's no way that Walt could have uh, hired him back if he was really upset with him. Um, John Kenworth, he was the co-author of the hand behind the mouse, the the biography written by his granddaughter. Mm-hmm. He's quoted as saying, it was sort of like being old army buddies where you've gone through so much together and no matter what happens, af- what, no matter what happens after, you always have a special place in your heart for the guy who was in the trenches with you. Yeah. Uh, they went through a lot together, getting the studio up and running. They went through bankruptcy together a couple times. Uh, <laughs> they were, even when they were apart at separate studios, they watched each other, they watched what, they watched what each other was doing not just in a competitive way but in a creative way they had a great respect for one another it was only natural that they would get back together of course their relationship was now different they were both older they had families but from but from the animators i've spoken to there wasn't any animosity when ub came back uh when he came back in 1940 walt gave him free reign to do whatever he wished and i found it really funny when he came back to to work for Disney, he did not come back as an animator. What did he? He, what didn't did he, come back ani- as? he never animated for Disney ever again. Oh wow! What did he do? A janitor. Upon his return, <laughs> <laughs> upon his return, he mainly worked on developing special visual effects. Oh, okay. uh, he's credited as developing the process for combining live action and animation used in Song of the South. Mary uh, Poppins. He, and Mary stuff Poppins. Like that? Nice. Yes, he actually won an Academy Award uh, for his work in, in Mary Poppins, but I'll nice. get to that. 
Hmm. That's in another paragraph. Um, he worked at WED, helping develop many Disney theme park editions during the 1960s. Um, he also did some special effects work outside of Disney, including his Academy-nominated achievement for Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, Walt had his pattern down. He had his style down. Yeah. Ub apparently didn't... Ub? Ub. Ub apparently didn't have that kind of... It wasn't his style. Style, yeah. So why would he, you know, why would he uh, have him come in and and disrupt everything? Yeah, I don't know. That's cool. But yeah, uh, he helped develop the sodium vapor process, which I had to look up. Do you know what that is? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all do. You didn't? You had to to look it up. I did it four times. I know, right? Who is this? I did it four times before the show. I will cut you. Sodium vaporizing. I vape, bruh. (laughs) You vape? No. No. No? No. I vape. I hate you. Jason, no. I do not do so that. so hard. Sorry. <laughs> Occasionally. Mango banana, bro. Just stop talking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally referred to as yellow screening. Yellow screen. It is a photochemical film technique for combining actors and background footage. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So pre-green screen kind of a thing? I think so. Okay. I, Okay. Yeah, because sure. green screen is all digital stuff. Right. That's why they put it on green, so you right. can you can you know take well, it out. Sense, yeah. So, so for specifically for live action animation combinations and traveling mats, uh, he won an Oscar for utilizing this process right. in Mary Poppins. Nice. <clears throat> he also adapted the Xerox pro- the Xerox process for animation, which eliminated the task of hand inking every cell. Hmm. For Disneyland, he designed and developed the concepts for many of the main, the park's main attractions, including the illusions in the Haunted Mansion, the animatronics for Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. Besides Ooh. being an animator, mechanic, and machinist, he caught... Jeez. Yeah. I know. He was a well-rounded dude. Yeah. He also expanded his creative and intellectual pursuits through hobbies and sports. He was an avid challenge seeker, and he excelled at every single thing he attempted. I don't know if I would want to be his friend. Right. Well, except friendship is the one thing he couldn't deal yeah. with. Yeah, really. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't as good at that. And I wonder if it's because, think of how many distractions we have now. Video games, television, you know, all the kind of like stuff technology brings, all right. the distraction technology brings. There's probably tons of people like this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, I'm great at everything because I have tons of time because I come home from work and I have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll read a book mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. I think you're right. It's a good point. Kind of sad. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, I like he, video games. So. <laughs> well, yeah. When he felt like he had mastered something and it was no longer a challenge to him, he quit. When Quitter. he bowled a perfect 300 game. Stop what? it. This, yeah, you're making this he up put his, This I, is the guy from I North Korea. I read this in yeah. more than one place. I fact checked. He put his bowling ball in the closet and never touched it again. When he took up archery. Well, you can't get better than that, so I understand that. Yeah, it's but like one time? One time and you're done? Yeah. Really? One time. Well, one time. Time. If you never get it again, then... Then you've already peaked. That's you don't like, want to think that you That's like peaked. when you're six and you're playing wall ball. Retired champion. That's it. Yeah. Retired champion. Uh-huh. I can't do it. That kid is that. the smartest kid in the class. Retired champion. <laughs> I haven't played four square since I was eight. <laughs> Ended in A square. Retired <laughs> champion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
When he took up archery, uh, he became such a skilled archer that he got bored of getting bullseyes and he quit. Oh my oh, lord! Okay, this, this is Kim Jong Un. This, this is Kim Jong Un. I actually don't want to know this guy. I would not want to know this I guy. I wouldn't want to know this guy either. Yeah. Damn this guy. Punk. No. <laughs> oh, gee, you just need to be quiet. I wonder how much of it is is. Look, I'm not disparaging the guy, but if it were me. Before the days of the internet, you could totally make up all this crap <laughs> and tell your grandkids, you know, oh, you I was so tired uh, of getting bullseyes that I just gave up. When he went to the moon in 1942. This totally like, does sound on, like dude. grandpa come stories. On, come yes. on. Grandpa, uh, <laughs> yeah. really? Actually, the moon was made of cheese, but only on the surface. And when I went up there, I removed all the cheese. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, started uh, Tillamook. Tillamook. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. Are, are we done? No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we are never done. I hate you guys. Uh, Continue, please. We're done. He is the father of Disney legend Don Iwerks. Huh. So, he kept it in the family. <laughs> Don. <laughs> I wonder what his, his Don's grandfather was like. Oh, you're my kid, Don. How, you know, what? let's Don's, add a consonant. Don's grandfather. <laughs> oh, I get it. Right. I need 12 consonants in your name or you're not my grandson. I can't do this. Even though this isn't a window segment, I wanted to mention that Ub has a window while it's not in Disneyland. It's in Disney World. On, oh, uh, really? Disney World's Main Street. Yeah. Okay. He shares it with his son, Don. <laughs> As I like to call him, Boozgarged. <laughs> there is a tribute to Ub in uh, DCA. I'm being... Buena Vista Street that says, I work special. Buena Vista. Buena Vista. <laughs> you couldn't just let her have it. You couldn't let her I have it. I saw the look, so I was trying to help. <laughs> I knew that I was saying that wrong, and I was like, I'm just going to go with it. I'm not going to stumble over any more words. I, lo- I hate DCA, but I'll tell you what I do like. That Dad, buena, I like that Buena Vista. That Buena Vista Street is amazing. I'll do the clear. That's the most amazing ever. They got the, the popcorn, they got the big pickle. It's amazing. The show is a disaster. I know. It really is. I didn't want it to be, I'm sorry. It's all good on Buna Vasta Street. <laughs> Buna. <laughs> you can tell Bez really laughing when she snorts. Yeah. That's like uh, like uh, among all of uh, all of our friends. Whenever we try, we okay. make jokes. If Bev snorts, that's like that's like yes. grabbing the golden ring on the carousel. Oh. Okay. That's like the achievement. There right? is yes. a tribute to Ub in DCA on Buena Vista <laughs> that says I <laughs> I work special optometric process, uh, and this is. This is sort of an ode back to when he and Walt worked together. When the two had the studio together called iWorks Disney, people would come in thinking it was an eye doctor's office. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. Um, Up passed away in 1971 of a heart attack. Uh, he was honored as a Disney le- legend in uh, 1989, along with Walt's nine old men, of which he is not one, but they just decided to lump them all together, I guess. No. Nice. Ten old men. <laughs> You did great, Bev. You did great. You guys suck. Fantastic. You said it would be like twenty minutes long. We made it forty. Yeah, that was great. Oh God, (sighs) that was lovely. Uh, Speaking (laughs) of lovely, Taryn, you have a window. I do. Main Street window to talk about. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. 
This crowd is tough. Uh, it's a tough crowd for sure. This this should be pretty short. Um, the I, end. Yes. Uh, this window is uh, Jim Cora, uh, C O R A. Uh, Jim was hired in 1957 as a part-time attractions host at Disneyland. Uh, a while later, while working as the Matterhorn host, uh, Walt asked him if he was interested in training. At the time, they were just kicking off the Disney University, and they were looking for five guys. Um, of course, Jim jumped at the chance. Uh, this led him to work uh, in the Disney Administrative Building, and then a few years later, when he was working at Retlaw Enterprises, Jim became part of the opening team for Walt Disney's en- uh, Enchanted Tiki Room. In 1962, he graduated from Cal State Long Beach with a B.A. in English. Woo! Uh, and that, that was my major, too. She just wooted. Yeah, I wooed. Yeah. Woot, wooted. Um, and he also attended <laughs> a two-year executive management cr- program at USC. In 1971, Jim assisted with the opening of the Magic Kingdom Park, uh, and he implemented the Disney Way of Leadership program, which is kind of huge. It's the, it's what has uh, actually my company uses it. It's what a lot of companies use as kind of their base point for how uh, you treat your employees, how you treat customers, and okay. it's just like that whole foundation of what we all love about Disney. He changed the cult, the company culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He kind of set that in place and and put like a a list to it, or a, you know, he made it a document. Okay. Um, in 1974. He redesigned the Disneyland Park operating organization to the quote-unquote area concept. Jesus, sounds boring. Right. Um, becoming one of three production directors for the park, responsible for Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. So I was thinking about this, and I, so I started Googling, like, okay. area concept, Disneyland. It, nothing comes up. But I, I was thinking about it a little bit more and kind of reading through it, and I think what they mean is that instead of having one person be sort of the manager of the park, they split it up into areas. So he mm-hmm. managed Fantasyland and Tomorrowland to kind of... I think, have a little bit more eyes on the ground kind of okay. thing. That's that what makes sense. A little yeah. more specialized. Right. Okay. Um, and then in 1979 marked a major turning point in his career when Jim became the managing director of operations for the Tokyo Disneyland Project. He was responsible for all operational and management training for Tokyo Disneyland. Then, in preparation for the opening of Tokyo Disneyland, Jim was promoted to vice president of Walt Disney Productions Japan. He relocated to Japan and provided ongoing support uh, and advice to Oriental Land Company, which was is the owner and operator of Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. Uh, it is not Disney Company. Um, he also oversaw Disney's operational and design standards. So he was the guy that was there making sure that it still looked like Disney, like Disneyland, even though Disney Disney Corporation doesn't own that park. Okay. Uh, in 1983... That's a cool job. It sounds like a cool job. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um in 1983, Jim returned to California and assumed the position of vice president of Disneyland International. In 85, Jim was responsible for negotiating the agreements, master planning, and site research for Disneyland Paris project and was promoted to executive vice president and chief operating officer for Euro Disney uh, in 1987. Skipping over to 1995, he became the president of Disneyland International, then four years later the chairman. He Imagine re- that's your resume. Right? Right. Like you, Can you imagine? He's just clearly stepping up that ladder. Right? Like, he was the vice president. Now he's the president. Mm-hmm. Now he's the chairman. Like, yeah. where do you go? You go back. You start back <laughs> you start as back a janitor and you work you, your way back up. You go right. home and you go just collect your checks. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what happened. He retired in uh, 2001 <laughs> after successfully opening Tokyo Disney Sea. He was named a dig- 
Disney legend in 2002, and he is one of the very few individuals who have windows in multiple parks. He his he has two windows. One he in installed Disney- them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he has one in Disneyland and one in Tokyo Disney. So uh, basically, he was the leader of operations and HR, kind of. He was like that guy. Um, so the I found both of the windows. Uh, the one in Disneyland is located above the Disney Clothiers, um, and the inscription on it says "Global Exports and Expats." Specializing in land and sea operations. Our motto, the sun never sets on our magic kingdoms. Jim Cora, master operator. The one in Tokyo uh, was a little harder to find. <laughs> there aren't... What? What just happened? Bev's getting the sillies right now. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, it's, it's terrible when I get sillies, but... I just... I have one little part left. Okay. Uh, yeah. In Tokyo, the location of the window is above fashions... In the World Bazaar, that's what the store is called. Multiple fashions? That's crazy. No, just fashions. Oh, right. yes. Multiple. Yeah. Right. Wait, wasn't the other window above fashions? It was above clothi- clothiers. Clothiers. Disney clothiers. Same, Same thing. thing. In Tokyo, it's called fashions. Uh, the inscription there says, you've got the vision, we've got the team. You bring the project, we'll build your dream. Hip, hip, hip. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Team, Go. Well, and, and it, it continues to say, Visionary oh. Management, Jim Cora, Proprietor. So that was a little bit interesting that the the title is different on the two windows. It is, yeah, but Visionary Management, kind of the same... Same idea. Same idea, totally same yeah. idea. And that's... I mean, how do, you, how do you lump a career like that into a title? You, I mean, you, yeah. you can't, you know what I mean? Well, so. I was just... Like, the, the Tokyo one is just kind of... Funny. So, look, trying to find his window. Yeah. Tokyo doesn't have a lot of names on their windows. Oh, really? Yeah. This one is giant. It takes up three windows. Wow. So they they have a lot of words on their windows, but not a lot of names, from what I could see. And I could okay. be wrong, but it was really difficult to find their windows, actually. But yeah, um, yeah and that's Jim Cora. Jim Cora, is master he alive? of everything. Yes. Yes. We should have to interview him. We should. That's what I was thinking. He only retired in two thousand one. Thank you, Taryn. You did great. Despite Beverly's outbursts. <laughs> Inappropriate outbursts. I know. Outbursts, that was so rude. Add. Like, you can't even let me get through a segment. <laughs> like, I who do you think you are? stab you with a pen and then click it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just to go that extra, like, quarter of a millimeter <laughs> out of spite. I love you. Uh, thank yeah. you very much, Beverly. You did great. Thanks. On on UB, I work. Well, I find him fascinating, so. I think it's cool. I'll, I'll watch. What's the documentary called again? The Hand Behind the Mouth. Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Okay, I will watch it. <laughs> I've seen that. It's very weird. When's the blonde lady. Anyway. Stop it. Uh, okay, let's do the fact of the show and let's get out of here. Uh, when the park opened, it had both pay and free toilets. What? I don't know if you guys knew that. Pay toilets. I did not know that. And free toilets. They had pay toilets and free toilets. What was the difference? I understand, or one of them One paid. you paid well, for. Like, I know that, but like, do you get more one, for paying for it? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. But one day, Walt had to use the restroom in the park and noticed the free toilet was full, but huh. the paid ones were empty. Not having change on him to use the pay ones, he went to the maintenance department and said, the thing that will make Disneyland successful is that our toilets are always going to be clean and they are always going to be free. <laughs> nice. So I thought that was pretty cool because, you know, we all think it's the Imagineering or the detail, the attention to all the things. No, it's clearly 
from Walt's lips, what made Disneyland successful was that their toilets will always be clean and always be free. Not bad. Wow. I appreciate that. That's inspirational. It is inspirational. I, I appreciate it, too. But he didn't say they will never stink. <laughs> oh, gosh. They go- always stink. Nope. Gotta go to the tinky room. Tell him. <laughs> Best toilet in the whole park. Yeah. So they were full. So you had free and pay ones. And the free ones were full, and but the pay ones were still available. Yeah. But Walt didn't have a dime. I oh, guess it cost like a buck. Yes, occupied. <laughs> We're not porta potties, Bev. Houses. I was like, <laughs> Beverly stinks. All right, we got to get out of here, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you in the parks. Woo!